This is Kim and April with Big Girl Pants Podcast, Episode 5. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We're here to talk about our careers, our family, our health, and how to manage it all. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free. All the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast. Welcome. It's so good to be back. Check us out. This is episode five. It is. With Tara Hooper of The Style Signature. Yes. Thank you for coming and being here with us. It's so much fun. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. We're so happy you're here. So um, tell us a little bit about you and your organization and what you do. What I do. I, you know, I always struggle with that. What do I do? (laughs) What do you do? What do I do? So I'm an, I guess for lack of a better word, I'm an image consultant, uh, personal stylist, and I call myself a professional development diva. Right. (laughs) So in the way that got to be on our podcast is because I was at a WeBank, which is um, Women's Business Enterprise National Council, I believe. Something like that. Something like that. A really big Whatever. Southwest. A bunch of women. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like uh, companies that are certified owned by women. Um, okay. It was like a networking event and Tara was the speaker. She was a keynote. Oh. Oh, and she was nice. she's, no big deal hair flip, <laughs> but she, no big deal. So awesome! But she was there, and I tell you, when I walked in this room, and someone else, the person who introduced her, said the same thing. When I walked into this room, I knew that she was a speaker. I was like, oh, all right, there she is, she's there the for you. She's the one. She was wearing this amazing black dress with this gold necklace, these heels, girl, these heels. I was so jealous. Oh, tell me about the they heels. were black with gold accents, and I was like, damn. Like, I thought I walked in the room looking good that day, and I was like, nope, you didn't. She beat you. But anyway. Those are my she's... ask me heels. Oh, no, kidding. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. She, but she was really seriously awesome, and she, she, held the, she held the attention of the room the entire time, and it was just remarkable to see someone who could, also, who could be fashionable, speak to women, but also be professional at the same time. So after, the, after I heard you speak, and she talked a lot about like presence, um, you know, keeping the attention of the room, how to strategically organize um, like a meeting, like yeah. where to sit certain people to your advantage. Right. So many different things, how to look good in your LinkedIn profile picture. Um, and I, afterwards I was so, uh, there was such an impression made on me that I was like, Hey, I want you to come on my podcast because I want to pick your brain about what it is that you do. So I want to know, Tara, how did you get to be so fabulous? uh, Smoking mirrors and a spandex and Botox. I'm like, tell me about Botox. Yes, we we can talk about that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you asked me what I did, exactly how you just described me, I guess what you're going to be like my best advertisement. I'm just going to like bring you with me. Uh, (laughs) That's what I do for people. I, I, I get them to a point where they're no longer being unnoticed. And that doesn't mean you have to be this like crazy, like I'm an extrovert, so like I want to be on a stage and I like all the attention, but you know, there's a lot of people that make someone comfortable, but right. 
I help people be noticeable for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So even if you're an introvert and you know you you don't want to be on a big stage and you don't want that kind of big attention, but you you want still want a, the right attention. Right, you want a promotion. Yes. You don't want your boss to overlook you. Right. You don't want your maybe your spouse to overlook you, or you don't want to have a, a lack of respect because nobody ever e- listens or hears you. So I help develop that in people, and, and it can come in the form of you know strictly their appearance and aligning all that. Their communication, how they're showing up online, how how they're showing, you know, how you're showing up in person and making that impression. Right. And so many times, clients will go, like, they'll they'll see maybe a picture of themselves or a video or something like, oh, I thought I looked better than that, or I thought I acted better, right. or sounded better. And so then that's when they have that self realization, like, I need a little coaching. And that exactly how you describe me, where people go, oh yeah, I get it, I get that's someone we should be paying attention to, and that right. could be as small as one-on-one with a client all the way onto a, a big stage. Mm-hmm. So so you said, I want to touch on something that you said, you said the right attention. And mm-hmm. when Tara was speaking, she talked a little bit about, and this, so this podcast is obviously uh, targeted towards women because it's called Big Girl Pants, but right. it's for everyone, right? Mostly for women, but men can, we oh, sure. welcome everyone to listen, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about something that you said in your speech or in your presentation where you said, if I'm going to go into a men, a room full of men, I'm going to dress a little bit more professional. If I'm going to go into a room full of women, I can dress a little more stylish. Yeah. I want you to expound upon that. Well, and, and I would probably rephrase that. Maybe not stylish versus professional. I believe I'm going to be professional in both, right. but I find if I'm going to be in a room full of men, I'm going to be a lot more, and maybe I should still do it with women. I don't know, but... I, I'm a lot more cognizant of, of just like showing too much skin, being too 100%. sexy, yep. too maybe too revealing. So I will tone down that part of my persona mm-hmm. because that is a, like when I have a fashion personality quiz on my on my website. So if you all go there, you can take it. And I come up um, alluring and um, and I think um, classic elegance. So. You know, depending on what audience, I may play up one side or the other. And just knowing in the business professional arena, like alluring or being too sexy is always going right. to not go over real well. Or they're not going to take you as seriously, especially if you're in a room full of men. Because as you ladies all know, we are still dealing with, you know, the good old boys club. And yep. we are still, you know, we, we are making strides on breaking that glass ceiling. But we all have been a victim where if she shows too much cleavage, oh, she must be a slut, or if right. her skirt's too short, like all of those things, and 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 she's not, but that's the perception. Right. And so I try and be very cognizant of if I'm if I'm going to be training in a room full of men, you know, room full of men, I'm really careful to tone that part of my persona down so that they look beyond that and hear what I have to say, yeah. and not look at me like a pretty girl in a skirt. Well, and here I've had pushback on that before. So because of what we do for a living, we're constantly coaching people around professional dress and, you know, mm-hmm. how to dress for the interview and all of that. And I'll have people push back mm-hmm. and say, but this is who I am. And I was like, but here's the deal. We didn't write the playbook, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't write the rules. They're not ours. The thing is, do you want to play the game and do you want to win? And if you do, this is how you do it. And you can get mad and you can say, it's not fair. Yeah, life isn't fair. That's not what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do is get the promotion or get the raise mm-hmm. or get the right attention or whatever it is. And you got to play by the rules. We didn't write them. Exactly. And a mentor of mine always used to say, you know, that, that's fine. You, I'm kind of paraphrasing. He's like, but it's only your career we're talking about. Only, right? Right. It's only. only. So, you know, you can make your decision and, and do and say and behave and dress or not dress to 
fit that company's brand. But again, it's only your career we're talking about. And, right. and you're right. I think it, I want my clients and, and I want everyone to still be authentic, but you still have to look at it, especially if you're an employee of right. an organization, you're a representative of that company. That's so right. yes, you can still be you, but you need to be respectful of the fact that you're still representing this, this brand and you need to be in line with that so that you are a good fit and can move well, move forward and in if your you career. Don't like it, if you then Aren't maybe a different it's, company, right? It's, <laughs> maybe funny. this is a self evaluation right. time, and you can see that this isn't the right place. You know, for go you. to Google or go to yeah. go to someplace where your your values on how, what you believe is authentic. Yes. So funny, I'm talking with my hands, and no one can see me. <laughs> I still love it. I'm still digging it. So, I'm still digging so, it. And I and I get that because I you know I have I have that alluring personality, and that's like you know I, I feel like part of my closet is kind of like this one personality, and part of my closet is this other. But again. If I'm going to be taken seriously when right. I'm delivering information, I need to be sure that they're paying attention to what's coming out of my mouth and not my breasts or my butt or, you know, whatever. Exactly. And also not pissing off the women in the room yes. for being too sexy or, or whatever. Now, I will push the limits a little bit in a more female audience because I believe I can be a little more genre, a little more fashionable or style. I seriously love her. But I, have, I still have to be careful because... As we all know, ladies, you know you've all been victims of the Mean Girls Club. You still get these women that look at me like, oh, who the fuck is she? Who she, she thinks she is? Or this mm. or that or Michael Kors dress. And it's all tight. Girl. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of screwed either, either way. Well, it's, it's so your true. fault for killing it in that dress. Yeah, right. right? So, your yeah, fault. Right. Totally it's my fault. fault. And then everyone, you know, then they're... You, confident women are so amazing. And that's another big reason why I'm passionate about what I do because... If I can switch that 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 mental switch in a woman's mind when she starts looking at herself saying, you know what, I'm pretty hot. Yep. I look great. I don't care if I'm a size 2 or a size 20. I'm freaking hot. Tara, that, you know, yeah, I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. What we are all yeah. about yeah. is like helping women flip that switch. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're here today. This See? is so perfect. Don't you love her? I <laughs> yes. love her. So, okay, with that too and, and owning our confidence and doing all that, I also... I don't necessarily want to switch gears, but this is something that's been happening to me a lot. Mm -hmm. And as an attractive woman who has dealt with a lot of men in business, Mm -hmm. I want to know how you deal with adverse attention. Oh, you know, because I... <laughs> I am, str- I am literally Dude, struggling. This is a real I'm to the thing point where right now. So I'm you're talking the- about them like hey honeying you and all that kind of stuff. Not only or- just hey honeying me, but wasting my time, like in uh, agreeing to meetings with me because oh. they think that I'm attractive. Um, yeah. And this is something that I've been struggling with personally too because. You know, on one hand, I'm trying to own my confidence. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I'm realizing that, hey, you know what? I don't look too terrible. I'm an attractive person. And mm-hmm. of course, this probably sounds like, oh, woe is me, the pretty girls complaining, but it's yeah, like. Yeah, the pretty girl syndrome. Right. Like, you know, oh my like, God, oh. my life is so yeah. hard because I'm so pretty. <laughs> but it's like, no, man, like I'm a professional. I am yes. here in a professional right. setting for mm-hmm. a professional purpose. Like, when she's had clients actually say at the end of the meeting, you know, I'm only meeting with you because I thought you were pretty on LinkedIn or I liked your photo or whatever. And it's like, that's a big waste of my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or at the beginning, like I show up and, you know, and like, I wish the guys that have done that to me would have the balls to have said at the beginning or the end. At least I could be really clear on it. Right. Because then I think I would have a better... You appreciate. Well, I would be like, okay, at least you got a set of balls, buddy. Right. You appreciate the transparency. Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. I get it. You're, you're, 
you're trying to figure out an angle and I can appreciate right. the honesty. It's still going to irritate me that you wasted sure. my time, but at right. least they were honest about it. I haven't found that anyone has been that honest about their intentions and that's where it gets frustrating because you think if I say something and they haven't been really overt about it, they can pull the, oh, what are you talking about? You're just full of your, you know, yeah. it kind of backfires. So I, I actually would relish a man saying, look, I think you're hot and that's why I met with you. I can at least say, well, I appreciate that, but you know, here's my boundaries and you kind of wasted my time or thanks, you know, I'm married, blah, blah, blah. But you know, out of respect for professionalism, please, you know, you now got to know me, you realize I have a brain and have, um, a good service offering. And, yeah. and so keep me in mind for other opportunities and then part as friends. I hate when they're, I find that more of them, at least with me, they're a little more sneaky, you know, mm. the, the, the LinkedIn, Oh, hi. And the, the yeah, conversation goes too. on. And, and it's honestly, the best way to deal with it is just professionally. I, I believe set your boundaries and just say specifically, I think you have to come to a point where you have to ask, um, if you want to meet with me, I really need to understand what your intention or expectations are. You know, are you looking to get coaching from me? Because let's talk about that and find out more so then when I meet with you, I can lay out the opportunity of how that would look or is it something else? Right. And, and just, that's just, let's just be honest yeah, here. That's exactly and I, what happened. you have to almost frame that language and say, I really need to understand what your intentions are of having this meeting because most of the time, male or female, I have a call with them first before I move on to meeting them in person to make sure that you're a quality client or synergy partner or something. And if you're not willing to have a conversation first and it's all about meeting me in person, that raises a red flag. So I'm sorry. You need to understand as a, as a female and an attractive female, um, in the online world, please understand that, you know, this is a safety precaution and you're just raising a red flag when you don't even want to have a phone conversation. It's all about meeting me in person because both male and female, I treat you the same. We have a consultation call. We get to know each other. Maybe you're not going to be a client, but maybe you're a great synergy partner. And right. then we move forward to the coffee or the lunch or the happy hour or whatever. Because I get a like, oh, come to my happy hour. Yeah, like, of course. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get right on that. Let me get you wasted. Yeah. yeah. Let get you, let's get right on that. So I find that just kind of calling them out on their bullshit yeah. will sometimes. That's a great then, point. And then they'll just go, oh, no, 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 really? Blah, blah, blah. And then they'll, they'll start either explaining themselves or they just go quiet. Or I've even had guys shut down their LinkedIn profile and completely, I had one guy, this is the worst, full conversation. Then he starts talking about hiking. I'm like, oh, I, I loved hiking. I'm from San Diego. And then he starts recommending trails. I was like, great, I'll keep that in mind. And then then I get the invitation, well, why don't you meet me to go hiking? I'm like, yes, let me meet some guy, stranger, online. Go yeah, that hiking. sounds like a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Great idea as my dead body is found. <laughs> so, finally, when I said, you know, oh, I don't think my husband would appreciate that. His whole profile went dark. Like, he shut it down. So, this guy's a total creeper. So, ladies, like, set your boundaries. Use powerful language. Because a real gentleman in business who really is interested, and he still might, you know, I mean, men are men. Like, he still might be interested romantically or or physically. But an honorable professional male will then, will shift. Clarify his intentions. Yeah, he will clarify his intentions. And that'll be the end of it. Yeah. If he's not, he's going to shut down that LinkedIn profile. And you're going to be like, that dude was a stalker. So you know, I have to say it's in, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen to me very often. Like very, very, like, I've been in sales for what, 15 years. Mm-hmm. 
very few. And you're hot too, so I don't get that. Thanks, personally. After really... the last episode, what, a bunch of my friends were like, oh my gosh, who is your partner? She's so hot. I was like, <laughs> all right. Especially okay. after that picture that you posted with my wrinkles showing, I was so happy to hear that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty. Oh my gosh. But no, I really, I, I have not had a lot of experiences where I've been hit on or um, inappropriate advances or anything like that. And I wonder, is it a vibe? Like, is it a don't don't F with me because I'm clearly not going to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You've said before, it's because you're not giving off the, the open friendly, some in business encounters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I don't know. Which I, don't know I do. It's really hard for me to, uh, it's hard for me to, talk, cause I was a bartender for 10 years. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's really hard so... for me to turn off the friendly, jovial, like joking, but also like represent not that I'm unprofessional, but re- you know, represent myself black and white professional mm-hmm. only business because yeah. I'm a very personable person. So a lot of times it's mistaken for me being flirty. Right. And it's really just and my it's personality. Not. It's just yeah. a personality. Well, and I had a, I had a wonderful comment. Gosh, this is probably 25 years ago. I had a friend of mine. She's like, honey, you'd be sexy in a gunny sack. Oh. So <laughs> it's kind of, my mom and tells like me. you said, like, it's like, ah, oh, the pretty girl. Can't right. but, but again, it, it's something that you have to overcome because until people actually hear you speak or they actually engage in uh, working with you, you're right. They kind of don't take you seriously. And I, I'm the same way. I'm because I have a salon background, so I'm super warm, super friendly. Yeah. And oftentimes people will just mistake that. Like I had like an old friend of mine. He's like, you flirt with a chair. Like I don't know why people. I don't know why people. Exactly. Like, and I have the accounting like, background. It's so clear now. So she does not <laughs> yeah, flirt yeah, with yeah, chairs. So, yeah. So like it's there so is clear. personas that give off a certain vibe, but I believe that it's it's part of our charm, it's part of our success. But then yes, definitely it gives different messaging. And you're right, more analytical people, more number driven, you know, what is it, the left side or right, whatever the yeah, I forget yeah. which brain is I am and <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. So we're right type and yeah. the more left side, you know, they do have a more uh, maybe reserve or conservative feel to them. Yeah. And so they pe- pe- men are intimidated, they don't know how to approach that yeah because there is that um like stoicness about you that's what you've said mm-hmm. yeah like that where exact with word. us we're kind of like oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> i'll talk to anybody yeah, i don't care what's and up I, and i'm, and I'm, I'm a hugger and something like so something like i and like this just happened to me just recently i had a client who paid me but like halfway through our sessions he made a pass at me oh my god i know and and again he was completely respectful of you know, when I shut it down and you're like, it's not those services. Yeah. I was like, that were bad. Yeah. But then I had to ask him, I said, please tell me this is not why you hired me. Right. You know, because then I start, so that's the thing. You start self doubting yourself as a professional. Cause yep. you think, okay, did this guy just hire me because he want to get my pants? Like, <laughs> You're thinking, yes. You're thinking, so does that mean I'm not, are people perceiving I'm not good at what I do, that I'm not offering value, but that I'm really just a piece of ass and he thought. Right, that I'm I, not professional. Right. That I'm yeah. not professional. So on the other hand, you start a lot of self-doubt when that stuff happens because you think, well, is that all you think of me? Because I really thought our work was going like really, really well and he was. I'm totally YouTube. fist bump in the air yeah, right like, now because I'm agreeing with yeah, everything yeah, that's like, coming out of like, your mouth. He's doing the work. He, you saw improvements because we, we were coaching him on, um, you know, video coaching. Yeah. And I was like, please tell me that's not why you hired me because like now my own self-esteem is, you know, basically in the toilet. Completely, like, completely shattered. Yeah. It's completely shattered. shattered. I'm like, really? I'm a professional. I've worked really hard. I've trained for 20 years on how to do this and 
but he was really cool about it. You know, we just let it go. He, I, when I set that boundary, he's like, no problem. Sorry. I just kind of got caught up in a moment. And, but you know, you, and I'm like, okay, it's fine. You are and we're done. very yeah. attractive Thank and you. you're very warm and you're very like just open. So I could see how somebody would take it to that level, mm-hmm. not even intending. Like he might've even been a little bit shocked. I think he by was. His actions I, I think and, he was. You know, just like he was just in that place where, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this beautiful woman who's so warm and we're connecting and mm-hmm. in his mind connecting in a way that wasn't really the way it was connecting, but mm-hmm. connecting nonetheless. And we don't know what's going on at home for mm-hmm. him. He could be completely ignored in his own walls. Well, and, he's, and then here's and he's this single. beautiful woman. Oh, okay, yeah. So well. he's single. And a lot of our work was uh, getting, I don't want to say like physical, but not in that sense, but just in the, you know, I had to have a move and, and stuff. And you're right. I think he, that's what he said. He's like, I just kind of got caught up in a moment and I'm like, it's fine. Like I'm good. Yeah. It's right. good. Uh, no harm, no foul. Like, but then I had to ask, Please tell me that's not the only reason you hired me. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, I feel really great about this, and things are moving forward, and hasn't come up since, and it's fine. Right. But yeah, from an, from my own perspective, you you put in a lot of self doubt because you're thinking, really, is that all? You think? I know, <laughs> but I can see, I can totally see how that would happen in, from an innocent perspective mm-hmm. that can be yeah, stated that yeah. way, but. So I want to know, like, I know I asked, like, how did you become fabulous? But yeah. really, how did you get here? Like, how long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. So, okay, my history is I had, I've been in the image industry for, gosh, since I was 19, and I'm 46 now. <laughs> Looking at, like, 35? Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, 30? Yeah. So, so I had a salon for 20 years. So all of you ladies out there, and, and men, you guys know, you go to the hairdresser, you feel great, right? You, you go and you spill your guts and uh, I mean I've heard every story you can possibly imagine and and I just saw the transformation when someone spent two hours with me getting groomed and then they yeah. turn around and they look in the mirror and they're like oh god this feels so great and so after that I had uh, when I sold my business and we went on a corporate move because of my husband's job I stayed home with my kids and I thought oh mommy wants to <laughs> reinvent herself so I studied with the London Image Institute because I wanted to still do something related. Right. But, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And so my husband actually found it. He's like, what about this London Image Institute? This really is kind of up your alley. It, it kind of ties in with your former career, but then goes deeper into, you know, the whole image. And then they also, the reason I chose them is they also specialize in professional development. And I oh, really okay. love like the communication and stage presence. Cause I have 25 years of stage acting and um, pageantry experience. And okay. so I was like, how can I tie all this, tie all this together? <laughs> and so when I moved here to Dallas, uh, which was, it's been about four and a half, five years. I had, I did a firm launch on my business because we knew we were moving again. So I did a firm launch here in Dallas about four and a half, five years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I got here. And it's just, studying and getting mentors with the right people and then just taking my um, original salon entrepreneur experience plus my stage acting and pageantry experience and the training and just mushing it all together. (laughs) So who was your first client and how do you think you've progressed since your first client? Good question. Okay, so my first client was a guy, believe it or not. He was an attorney in um, Fairhope, Alabama, where I was living at the time. Heard that. Heard that. <laughs> Y'all, God bless his heart. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love really nice. Alabama. <laughs> so he, he was an attorney. He had a lot of professional clothing, but what he didn't have was a lot of social clothing. Mm. And he, he was very much, you know, out socially and, you know, it's very casual. There's a lot of going to, you know, fun beach bars and they traveled a lot. And so he just wanted me to put together a 
wardrobe that was more of a fun social. He, he liked the way my husband dressed. And so that was the first thing that I did. And it was funny because shopping there was tough. It's like really small town. So I had to do um, a lot of online options. Which is scary. It is. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is this going to work out? <laughs> and then, so I've evolved where I, I still will do personal shopping and closet wardrobe audits for clients too. But now I'm really dealing with the whole person. So we work with maybe the image if there's some need there. But then usually there's other things that are happening. There's They, they need some confidence in the way that they're communicating, the way mm. they're being perceived, uh, maybe some stage presence. And when I mean stage, I don't mean like a big stage. I right. mean, it could be how they present themselves one-on-one at Starbucks to a client. It could be um, that they get called on by their boss in a board meeting to tell data and they're really intimidated to be in front of 20 or 30 people of their peers and they just need a little work uh, on being confident on how they're delivering that information or delivering it in a way that people understand. I work, I've worked several times with IT people and you know, they talk so high level. Yes. People are like, they don't know what huh? they're talking about. Yeah. 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 What, what was that? Can you dumb that down? Like, yeah. so I'll work with them getting out of that, that strong analytical brain and say, well, how can we make this? So your peers and everybody understands what you're talking about and, and it's delivered confidently. Um, all the way to big keynote speakers who, you know, just felt a disconnect with their audience where they wanted that same, this is my favorite story. One of the clients I worked with, she goes, after working with you, the next engagement I had, people were coming up to me and they said, I knew you were the speaker because you were so, you look so regal when you walked in the room. Nice. So that transformation. So, you know, just, I work on that executive presence that just like owning your space feeling really great about it, being really authentic. So now I, I just work so much deeper than just the, the clothing and the shopping. Right. You know, it's just, it's much deeper work with my clients. So that 360 degrees inside and out, everything's aligned on how they want to per- be perceived, but also still maintaining that authenticity that's them. Right. Give us a couple of examples of like some professional faux pas that you identify in your clients. So maybe mm-hmm. things that they're doing and they're not engaging with, mm-hmm. with their peers or their whatever it is. I mean, whatever you're trying to polish up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of the things I still run across, and this this is not even with clients, but I still run across people that just don't know how to have a decent handshake and oh really gosh, we confidently introduce themselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying having the the power handshake where you're ripping someone, but just a a really confident, hello, my name is so-and-so, it's so nice to meet you, or it's a pleasure to meet you with a a confident handshake, great eye contact, great body language, and I run across that every single day. Every day, I'm like, really? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it's just such a common sense thing, or just like an easy thing to polish up, and yet so many people don't. They just... It's, there's just this complete lack of confidence. And then from an appearance standpoint, I find that most people can choose nice pieces to wear, but they don't fit them properly. Yes. And so that's why they don't look polished. Right. They look, they just look okay. And for men, it's usually, it's too big. Yes. Their suits are too big and they don't fit on the shoulders mm -hmm. right. The sleeves are too long. Like, don't wear a suit that looks like you borrowed your father's suit Mm -hmm. when you were 10. Like, that's what they end up looking like. And it's such an authority killer. Like, it's crazy. So, on the appearance portion, I see a lot of ill-fitting clothing. And then then with the women, I see, you know, bra straps hanging out of garments. Cleavage is the big thing. Yes. That's actually still, when when I did a, a workshop at a corporation, I had asked the men, what's the number one thing, um, faux pas for right. women dress. And they all said Always. too much skin, too much cleavage still. Yeah. And I thought, really in this day, hashtag me too. You know? Yeah. 
And then for the men, they just said that they, the women's perception, they just felt like the men were just kind of like sloppy. Like mm-hmm. they just didn't pull together a nice professional look. Like they could come in wrinkled or, you know, it's just like their golf polo shirt. Like they just felt like there was too casual, too unkempt, you know? Do you think things are shifting from a professional perspective? Um, it, it seems like, like just five, ten years ago, wearing a suit to an interview was a normal common thing and now I feel like things are shifting a little bit like it's it's a little more casual you still want to be polished you still want things you know to fit well but I feel like it's shifting am I on my own here it's so weird like no no no, I totally agree and I think that it's it's so the big thing for us right we're in recruiting so we deal with people we deal with interviews every single day but I think the the biggest thing is like you said um Make sure your clothes are properly, like fit properly, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's also dependent on the client, right? So I have clients now that will actually <clears throat> tell us, tell them, do not wear a suit. Exactly. I have heard that. And yeah. that, that was a tough one for me to buy. And I just want to add to one point, And then when I went um, back to the original question about these faux pas, the other thing, like with, with executive level presence and stuff, I find the two things that most leaders need to com- continue to work on is great listening skills and communication skills because yes. when they can do that, then they can connect with what's really happening on the ground floor and they can really connect and get the respect of the people that are, you know, really the forefront of their customers or their leaders. And so they really need to work on continually communicating effectively, but really listening to what's going on yeah. and not just be a bull in a china shop, you know, get on the ground floor, you know, get, get down there with your people and find out, what's really happening, what's working, what's not. And that's, I think, a huge part of developing great leaders and executives yeah. is, is really nailing that. Like then, empathy. And empathy, yeah, like just understand, like, hey, this this guy has some, your know, girl has some real concerns. Like, give him an opportunity. Right, and their struggles are real struggles, yeah. especially for, for them. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Yeah. And then that's going to trickle down into performance and morale and, and, and things in your organization that really – affect profitability, which is, again, if you are the C- in the C-suite and you have shareholders, that's a huge concern. But if you're not connecting with the people below you by communicating well and listening even better, you're going to lose sight of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And if profitability and production is your end game, you need to know what your ground troops are, what's going on with them right. from a, from that standpoint. But the bachelor's saying, I agree. Things are colossally going uh, much more casual. Yeah. Um, but I believe that people are seeing the problem with it. They, they like it because it's more comfortable, but I also believe they're seeing the problems with it because st- statistics have stated that students perform better on tests when they are dressed, when they don't just come rolling out of bed in their, in their sweats or, you know, whatever, that when they're actually dressed to take the test, they statistically perform better. I believe either Google or, or Yahoo or one of those, you know, a little bit more casual companies, they realize the same thing, that performance went up, productivity went up when their people, not they didn't come in, have to come in a suit, but they were dressed appropriately. Yeah. They performed better. Productivity went up and was elevated. Um, so I can speak personally to that. I have been a suit, um, well, you know this, I've, April so knows polished. this. I, I, I call, I always call her like perfectly polished because mm-hmm. that's what she is. <laughs> what was, this is where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. So that, and that's been my whole career, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just joined a new firm recently in May and very casual. And when I say casual, we're talking hats, flip flops, mm-hmm. shorts, 
So when I first got there, I really didn't have anything. I had yoga pants and suits. Literally nothing in between. Glamorous homeless. No kidding. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. I, have, I have two modes. Exactly. Like, that's it. So it was, it was a little bit of a culture shock for me. And I could not wear it. Brad said, my husband said, well, just go ahead and wear, you know, wear your professional wear. I'm like, but then you're not vibing yeah, with everybody. Yeah, you're not fitting into the yeah, culture. Yeah, I'm like, I can't right. do that. That just doesn't work. So I went and bought just some, like, t-shirts and, you know, jeans. I noticed significant change in myself. I mean, I just recognized this maybe two weeks ago where I'm like, I got to go back to dressing more professionally. Yes. And I'm not saying I need to wear a suit because that's not going to work. Right. But I have got to up my game again because it's starting to impact the way I feel. I just don't Mm -hmm. feel as confident. I don't feel as polished and I don't feel as ready to kind of attack my day. It does impact has a huge impact. So I 100% agree with that when organizations go casual and they're like, but productivity is starting to wane because you do, when you feel better, you produce better. Exactly. I and, think. and there's certain things, both men, men and women, I think for men, you know, their, their grooming is a big part of that, you know, a fresh shave or a groom trim. And, you know, just wearing a press shirt yeah. is going to make them it's, kind of... It's little things. It's little, yeah. yeah. Just like, again, you, yeah. if you're not a suit and tie culture, I get it. You're not going to wear a suit and tie. But... If you're wearing flip flops and your hat backwards and a t-shirt and jeans, you're you're not saying I'm ready for work. Right. No. Nor are you like exuding the confidence that's required to do the best in your position. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I know that when I go in and I feel good, I feel like my outfit is on you're point ready or to whatever. Slay, right? Yeah, exactly. Look yes. at you. Yes. And, and I know slay a lot all of, day. A lot of people will bring up the whole Zuckerberg Zuckerberger thing or whatever with his hoodie. And I said, you know, but even when he went asking for finance, he still put on a suit. Yeah. So and you know what, if you're I get it. If you're a billionaire, you can pretty much do whatever the blank you want to do. Like right. you're a billionaire, but yeah. you know how many out there raise your hands are billionaires. So yeah. guess what? You don't get to do whatever you <laughs> um, want to do. Not until you like, get there. <laughs> like step it up, people. Yeah. I mean, and again, like with the millennials, I love them. I believe that they are vital to our society. They're incredible with technology. They think outside the box. Innovative. They, yeah, innovative. They're a huge asset, but they need to remember it's still kind of this. I would say it's us old people that are still doing the hiring. Like you do need to, I don't, I don't want to use the word conform, but you do need to adjust and shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why when I would do that presentation, I talk about fit, right? Fashion, intention, and tailoring. So, you know, fashion, this is, this is what I talk to my clients about. It's not about like what the Kardashians are doing, what's on people magazine. Like I don't care about any of that. I always say, you know, figure out what fashion is you, right? Yes. That's where you get you to express. Because you do need to look authentic. Right. You can't look like you're posing or trying to right. be something so you're not. So fashion is something that comes, you discover your own fashion sense, right? Your own style. Because I want to use the word fit. It really would be sit, right. but style, you yeah. know, style. <laughs> Just so fashion is all about you. Then when I talk about intention, that's where I, that's what I talk about. is either the intention of your organization you work for or the intention of the client. And meshing with their values and their brands yes. so that you perform better or you get the deal, right? Like if it's a client perspective, you go, hey, what's important to them? And 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 I always use the example. If you're walking into Google, you're right. T-shirt, jeans, pretty casuals, probably maybe throw a cool sport coat over it. Be perfect. You're walking into a high-end law firm. Chances are they're not going to take you too seriously if you show up like that. So you, right. the intention is different. Again, you can still put your own spin, your own fashion into it, maybe with a you know, fun colored shirt or whatever, but you still kind of need to look like their culture. And then tailoring goes back to just having clothing that fits you well will always translate better than clothes that don't fit you well. Even if it's a t-shirt and jeans, well-fitting t-shirt and jeans is always going to elevate 
than just something you just threw on and you don't really care well, about that. And fits. a sloppy look. Let's sloppy just look all just isn't, lazy. Right. You, you, lazy. you may not be lazy, but if you show up looking sloppy, mm-hmm. the perception is you're sloppy. You're, you're, you're lazy. Yeah. So, you don't care, or you just don't care enough mm-hmm. to show. To and, show then, up. and then why would you get promoted? Why why would a client pick you over someone else if they're like that's right? If they have to overcome that obstacle, and we need to remember. We're so globally connected now. I don't have to do business with someone here in Dallas. Right. I, don't, I don't have to do business with someone here in the U.S. Yeah. I can pick to do, do business with someone overseas if I want to because we can go on Skype. We can go on Zoom. I can hop on a plane. Like we have so many. It's not like it was where you really only did business in your backyard. Mm-hmm. So now it's such a highly competitive. It's so much more competitive, not only in the U.S. Right. But think about the global influences and choices that you get. Think about IT, web design. I mean, just everything you can you can outsource it. Yeah, I'm not advocating for that, but I'm just saying right. that we the, the marketplace is so much more competitive. So why not give yourself that little bit of competitive edge of refining how you show up, refining how you communicate, having the presence so that when you walk in the room, people go, "Hmm, I could see that person getting promoted," or I see them as a real asset to this organization because the way they show up and 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 know how to explain their data and how they participate in this organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Absolutely, give yourself that advantage. Or when you're interviewing for a position that thirty other people are interviewing for, why not stand out just a little bit more for those little things that they're not doing? That's yeah. right. Because all your resumes are great, right? Right. <laughs> like everybody's got a great resume. Right. And there's only so much that you can tell from a resume, right? Right. And the same thing goes for like it just sales in general. You know, it, I met with um, someone last week and he really harped on uh, the relationship side of sales, right? People want to do business with people that they have relationships with. As a stylist, you know that. Like mm-hmm. the reason, like my the person who cuts my hair, I've known her since I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a 35-minute drive for me, but I will make that drive because I have a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a business with someone that I have a relationship with. So... <clears throat> to harp on like the fitting in with the culture or making sure that you're taking the culture into consideration when you go to the interview or the meeting or whatever, like people are going to want to do business with people who are like them mm-hmm. or they connect with, right. they can connect with. Yes. Right. So they- why wouldn't you want to connect with them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not going to show up to a fortune 500 company in a t-shirt and jeans and expect them to see the likeness when they're all wearing five thousand dollar suits, exactly, you know, like exactly, and we all know we all can't afford five thousand dollar suits, but, but you can tailor it to look like it. Exactly, <laughs> You're t- she said well, it too. And, and I'm so sick of people. And I'll be honest, like this is where it's getting real. I, I get sick of people like, oh, it doesn't matter what you look. You know what? Guess yes, what, ladies does. and gentlemen, it does. Yeah, because people are judging you. <laughs> People are judging you, all judging day. you all day, well, what every is the, day. You know, like how many seconds to make an impression? Three, Three. Three seconds. Three and seconds. people are sizing you up going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever. And no offense, ladies, but we're the worst. I don't believe men are quite as... Men, I think, will... I believe will judge more on actions mm-hmm. and character. Women, we some catty bitches. Like, we're going to be like, mm-hmm, look so at her. True. Like, good or bad. Like, yeah, it, absolutely. it could be good. We could be like, ooh, I like her style. Or it could be like, mm, who does she think she is? So... We are being judged six ways to say so. Are these people that are like, Oh, it doesn't matter how I show up? Yes, it does. Yes, it yeah. does. Get out of your frumpy pants, put on some spanks so your panty lines don't show. You know, get a good fitting bra. Like, uh, I ladies, so live in spanks. <laughs> Who mean, doesn't? Okay, I, I love you, ladies, but like, let it all hang out at home. But when you have to get ready for work, like, 
you know, polish it up a little bit. Don't yes. don't let yourself be a victim to those negative judgments. That's right. Because you have control over it. And care about and respect yourself enough to show up in your best version. And mm-hmm. I know it's not going to happen every... I'm like you. I have two speeds, glamorous or homeless. Like, I get it. It's not gonna, <laughs> I know, like, three times it. three times before this podcast here, I was like, are you sure we're not wearing makeup? And I was like, no, please do not wear makeup. Yeah, like, like in full disclosure, guys, we are all in our workout wear. Like, it's Sunday. Exactly. And no one can see it, Yoga pants. My hair hair's is up. Wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I did put on some foundation, but, you know. Uh, I put on mascara. It's okay. And my brows. And I'm not trying to say what what I don't want people to take away is like it's all about your appearance it's not you you have to deliver the goods you have to have the great resume you have to be able to communicate your value you have to have good character like all of it that's right comes together but the first thing somebody knows about you is how you look Mm -hmm. it's the first thing they see on your online profile it's the first thing they see when you walk in the room so why give them an obstacle that you already have to overcome? Right. Show up the best, most confident version of yourself and then deliver all the other goods. You're golden. Right. Right. And again, that's why my work has gotten deeper because I found like, oh, I gave them a great external shell, but then they open their mouth. <laughs> and it's a mess. Oopsie. Like that's, Still more work to do. more work. Or... You know, I mean, there's a statistic that people would rather, you know, have their tooth pulled than be on a stage or speak publicly. And I think, God, but you have so much value. Like, we want to hear from you. So I help them uncover that and make them feel really great in that space. Or, you know, maybe they are so analytic or speak a totally different language that people just have a hard time understanding. So let's help you be able to connect with your peers and your boss so that they get you. So they see how valuable you are to this organization or you are a speaker and when the people there to listen to you walk in the room, they can go, Oh my God, that must be the speaker. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Think about how that made you feel. You're like, Ooh, I know that's her. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Well, right? especially because you, and this is not to knock anybody else who was in the room. This is just mm-hmm. me being candid. Like, as a woman who I follow fashion, I like dressing. I like dressing. I like that. That How it makes me feel. Yeah. Like I love getting dressed. I love having clothes that fit me properly. I love walking into a room and feeling confident because I know that I'm one of the best looking people in the room. And that's not me being cocky. This no, is me being confident. confident I right? wish every woman felt that way. Yes. Ladies, I want you to look in the mirror every day and say, I'm the best looking woman in that's the room. That's right. Damn it. Because you, you are. Like, right. If you believe it, you manifest it. Right. That's exactly right. That's what we talked about I in had, last episode. I had, or, yeah. I had so many women, though, like when they find out what I do, they go, oh, do you like my outfit? And I go, well, do you? It, <laughs> I said, how does it make you feel? She goes, well, I feel really good. I go, and hot damn, girl, right. you look Work great. Right? Right? Like, that, that's what I want. Because I have like, well, of course you look good. You're a size two. No. It's nothing I to do with that. I have women walking out of my dressing room working with them size 26 with her hair hell high <laughs> going my husband going to take me out to dinner because I look good like yeah. every yes. woman I don't care shape size I'm also not I mean now don't get me wrong I love labels I love fashion I'm the same way right. but you can buy something from Target, have it tailored for an extra 20 bucks, and you're going to look like a million bucks. Or Goodwill. Or Goodwill. Like, let's like, be real. Like, I, I have thrift shopped. I have yep. luxury shopped. So, to me, it is not about the label or the tag or it's the size. It's all about the fit. It's about the fit yes. and how you feel in it. And that when you turn around and look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, I am You're like, damn, there. that booty be popping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that you look at yourself and you're like I'm successful and power and the women too I'm successful it's, it's all the same I want I want, that's the thing is I want people they need that's the first thing that needs to shift is the yes. mindset it, male or female it's 
I look good. I feel great. I have value. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I have value to offer my family, my organization, my community, whatever's important to you. You have to start with that. Totally. Our first episode was about that very thing. Mm -hmm. We talked about validating yourself and stop, like, don't seek that from your spouse or your, Mm -hmm. whoever it is. Like if you're looking for somebody else to tell you how great you are, you already missed it. Mm-hmm. You need to feel great before you ever exit the bathroom or your closet or whatever. Just own it and feel beautiful because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what anybody else says and or that, thinks. And that, those are the tools that I give my clients is just to feel either on the appearance side or the internal development, professional development side. I give them those tools to be able to get to that space. Right. But it's not about the label that you put on your back. It's not about uh, any of that. It's It's really starts with that mental, that, that daily mental yes. affirmation of how amazing you are personally, professionally, physically, mentally, <laughs> all of it. And I really believe that when you find that place within you where you really do believe in yourself and you really do love yourself, you do try harder to look mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Like you want to look good. You want to take care of yourself. You want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You want to feed your body good things for it. You want to you want to work out. You want to do all the things that are going to make you a better you because you believe in yourself and you and you love yourself. Yeah. I guess what is a daily struggle, people? You're going to wake up one day and go, I feel all that, and then the next day you'll be like, oh, oh my god, I really want to eat pizza <laughs> and ice cream, right. and I just don't care. Yeah. So it, it's not going to, you know, day in and day out. Oh, it's no, not. it's impossible. But, you know, our video that we just did last Thursday, yeah. my double chin was waving at everyone in my yeah. head. And I'm like, I can't post that. I can't post that. She's like, I don't, you look so like, good. And I just amazing. don't even look good. You look amazing. I'm so mad. And I don't look amazing. So therefore we're not posting it. And then I had that self-realization like, um, remember what you said on episode one? I'm posting that. <laughs> so I did. And honestly, once I was I, so proud of you in that moment too. You. You're welcome. And once I posted it, I felt so liberated and so good because I wasn't hiding behind. Mm-hmm. You're just like, this is me today. Yes, this is yeah. it. This it's is funny it. too that you mentioned that because my stepmom was listening to our podcast and she, I saw her yesterday at my daughter's birthday party and she was, and I talked about how, you know, I want, I, I was afraid or nervous to be that mom who was wearing a bikini at the, at the splash pad with all everybody else's kids and everybody, all the parents and all that stuff. And maybe I don't it was look, a, promise me it was a thong, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Teaback bikini. You're really pissed <laughs> off the, the whole bu- Oh my God, they would have hated it. They already hate me because I'm a single mom and I'm attractive, okay? I don't need any more fuel to that fire. But um, she was like, I, in my mind, I was thinking like, how dare you think about wearing a bikini at the splash pad with all your fat hanging out or whatever. And, I was, and she was like, but then... She's like, I talked to my mom and my mom was like, oh yeah, you know, you're getting old. <laughs> she was like, you just don't care. She's like, this generation and this new movement, it's just like you just... We're not, who's perfect? Not any one of us are perfect. And even if you have a six pack, good for you, bro. Rep it. Like wear your bikini, but I'm gonna wear mine too. And I'm not going to feel bad. And if you have a six pack, I know you're not eating, you're not drinking. So I don't know. So are you really living? What she's saying is if we see your six pack, we actually feel sorry for you. (laughs) And jealous all at the same time. All at the same time. But no, what I was saying earlier, it's it's mine's for sure. It's got layers. It's layered, bro. I definitely don't have one. But what I was saying earlier is about, it's like when I walked into that room and I saw you dressed and the way I felt dressed, like I was like, I immediately knew that you and I would be that we would match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like connect. When, yeah, we would connect. Like uh, like when you walk into a room and you're you know, let's say you go to a party and you see like a bunch of people and you're like, oh, 
Yep, there, there's me, my the, person. Me, me and that girl right there. We gonna we gonna hook up. Like we, I know people. her. Yeah, that's my people, and that's that was <laughs> she an said awesome that about you too. Oh, she's like, she's our people. She's our people. Yeah, I was like, I'm so excited about her to come on. Like, <laughs> she's so our people. But it was it's so true. And then it was like, once you spoke, I was like, damn. Like I was moved, and I was oh, like, finally, like yeah. there's there's all the more reason why. Like I came to this lunch, why I was here, like everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason, right? And mm-hmm. it was just so impactful on business and on professionalism and on like women. Like it was just, it was an an amazing experience. And that's why I wanted to have you on and talk to you Thank more. You. I hate and that just, I like, missed that. I I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it for you. Let's just find someone like, that we can do this. But yeah, it was just it was really awesome. And then you know, like you could tell that you exuded confidence in your outfit, and that you felt comfortable in what you were wearing, and that you put time, you invested time in yourself to get ready. And that's yeah. how I view like getting ready in the morning. Because a lot of people ask me, you know, why do you get up at four thirty or five o'clock every day? I'm like, so it takes me an hour to get ready. And you know what? I'm not going to sacrifice. First of all, it takes me an hour to get ready, but it's also an hour that I get to have with myself working on myself. So like I'll listen to a podcast in the morning while I'm doing my hair or my makeup or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like ready, you know, like that's the the pre-work that I've done to put into myself for that day, knowing that I didn't roll out of bed, knowing that I don't look like shit going to work, knowing Mm -hmm. that like I can walk in confidently, head held high, shoulders back. Like I make a presence when I walk into the office every day and I do that on purpose, like with intention. And you're ready to think on the world and people see that. Right. They see that. And and I love that because I know some clients are like, oh, I can't spend the money to get my nails done. Like there's always, there's always excuses and I get it. You know the saying, excuses are like, you know what? So we all have one, (laughs) (laughs) but I love that perspective. You, it's, it's not just about you getting ready. It's about you investing that time into yourself. And so for some people that might be, also, you know, getting a workout in, go, you know, reading a great book. But I, I believe for women, because, and, and I firmly believe this because I work with women who, um, I volunteer with Look Good, Feel Better. So I help women who have gone through cancer and they've lost all their hair and their eyebrows and their eyelashes. And, you know, some of these women were just, you know, they weren't really that into it before they got cancer, right? It wasn't that important to them the way they look. But then when they look at themselves now and they don't even recognize themselves, when I can help them, you know, my biggest request is like how to put their eyebrows on, mm-hmm. you know, but when I can help them draw their eyebrows on and, and they see a resemblance of what they used to be pre-cancer diagnosis, yeah, their whole being and persona and fight gets put back into them. Fight. fight. That's the key. To fight. That's the key. To fight cancer. Yeah. So for a woman, and I, I don't care if it's, if you're not a big makeup wearer, or you're not a big fashion, any of that. But a woman's appearance is such a huge part of her internal makeup mm-hmm. that even if it's just a little thing you do to add that polish and to take care of yourself on a daily basis will manifest and increase confidence. Yep. So, because I've had ladies come up to me, she goes, "Well, I, I don't. What can you? What can you suggest for me? I don't like to wear a lot of makeup, but I get there's a statistic that was out there done by Harvard that said they took ten women." With varying degrees of makeup, like from bare face to, you know... Fully done. To hooker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To call girl. And the... What they found was that people judged the ladies and found that the women... Their their judgment of them was that the women who wore more makeup were more confident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Now, competent, I, com- not confident, not confident, competent. competent. And yes, I am not huge. saying lipstick makes you smarter. I'm just saying the perception. The perception was that the women with more makeup were more competent mm-hmm. at whatever it was that they did. Right. And so, for my ladies out there, they're like, you know, I don't want, I, I don't want a 47 step makeup routine, or um, you know, yeah, I, have to, I have 10 <laughs> kids, and it's just, it's too much. You know, I've had these times. What can I do to just Step it up. Like, that resonated with me. I want people to think well of me. What can I do? And I said, you know what? Just throw a coat of mascara on and a lip gloss. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. Like two just, things. Or, yep. or two even things. just a teeny weeny little bit of foundation. Yeah. Or lip if gloss you, and mascara. Yeah, if like, you, if you, you can look like full face if you just do those three things. Yeah. And, and it, so it's literally, ladies, three things. Yeah. yeah. You know, lips. if you've got great skin, lipstick, and um, a mascara. Yeah. If you need to hide a few imperfections or some, you know, under eye circles, then it's lipstick, mascara, and a little concealer. And it's, yeah. it's three steps. It does not have to be, you right. know, and you don't go to work with your hair wet. You know, worst right. case, learn how to do a dry shampoo and put your hair in a posh ponytail. Like, that's fine. It's Ooh, done. Like it. it makes it look like you did something. So right. I'm not saying you have to be a glamazon, but when Harvard comes with a study that says these women that didn't put them, look like they put themselves together, we thought the other women were more competent yeah that just tells you like yes we're retracting a bit with the way we're showing up in our culture like they're saying yeah being more casual but look it's it really is giving a negative perception so why fall into that trap because still people still appreciate it when you when you can communicate well when you can show up well when you're you know dressed to take on the world People still appreciate it, and I think it's because we are going so far the other way that now you're becoming the anomaly, (laughs) right? So true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again for coming on. It was so insightful and just so much great information. And this will not be the last time. You're for sure coming back. I do want you to share your website, um, name of your company Uh, again. Yes. Okay, so it's The Style Signature, and my website is obviously www.thestylesignature.com. Uh, for the ladies that are listening, uh, right when you go on my homepage, there'll be a pop-up for a fashion personality. So that's really just kind of a fun little quiz. And um, unfortunately for the gentlemen, I don't have a, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm working on something for the guys or something more unisex. But I do work with both men and women. Um, I work in the areas of, you know, just personal image where they need to refine that kind of external shell, you know, closet audit, personal shopping, that sort of thing, all the way into the corporate arena where... And we're really developing an executive level presence. Um, I do uh, interview coaching to get them ready for, you know, that next level interview stage state. I love working with like communication and stage presence. That to me is one of really one of my favorites. And then I do, you know, corporate training. So if your organization is, you know, seeing some of these trends happening or seeing where they might need, you know, your team might need a little improvement in, you know, communication development and things like that, or really honing in on your brand so that they're the best representation of your organization, I can come in and do corporate training. So. Very cool. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so, so, <laughs> yeah, so much. I'm pleasure. so Yay. happy that I got to meet you. Honored. And I'm so happy yeah. that, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Honored. So uh, April, share all of our good stuff. Oh, yeah. So uh, obviously, and I'm going to post a picture, like the picture of your of your Not choosing. This, right no. <laughs> the picture of you your choosing. I'll do a selfie and then you can do this too. <laughs> you are so cute. I'm so glad because I actually I'm going to take a selfie of this afterwards, yeah, put it on yeah. our Instagram story. But um, so we are on Instagram, uh, Big Girl Pants Pod. We are on Twitter, Big Girl Pants PO1. We have a website. Yes. What's the website? 
BigGirlPantsPod.com. Perfect. Um, and we also have a Gmail account, BigGirlPantsPod at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us or for Tara, um, please send them there. Um, and like she said, you can find her on her website, which is www.thestylesignature.com. Um, and thanks for listening. Yeah, but real quick on the website, okay. we have our blog is on there. We're going to have book reviews on there. So oh, definitely yeah. check it out. And you can also get, like, you can contact us through that as well. For sure. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, Tara. Bye. Have a great day.